Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Can you give someone new a second chance? Would you protect your heart? Would you share your space with someone that you didn't really know? All these questions that we have. Guys, Station 19, Episode 6, Last Day on Earth. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the Now, everybody's moving on this episode. Guys, welcome back. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of, I thought there was a lot of sadness this episode, and a lot of closed doors, and perhaps open doors, we don't know. There was running away for sure. Guys, hi, I'm Linda Ante. welcome back to Station 19 After Show, and my lovely co-host. Hello, everyone. My name is Sahai. I'm so happy to be here. And this episode was very sad, but we saw a lot of movement. I feel like people are moving in new directions. I think that we have a lot of secrets, and I think that those secrets are starting to come out. Yeah. And we're starting to see more about the characters, which I absolutely love. So why don't we jump right in? But before we do, guys, we have a bunch of news and gossip for you. And as always, our fire facts. One of my favorite parts of the show. Yeah. So let's talk about Ben right off the bat. <sighs> ben. He's running away from his problems. He really, literally was running away from his problems. And I was so sad for him. Like, I really wanted to cry. I had to keep it together because I wasn't watching alone. But I felt really sad for him. This actor really has nailed his sadness about the breakup with Miranda. And in his heart, I think he thinks it's done done. Like, it's not just a sabbatical. Well, he did say to Dean and Jack, like, you know, this is just temporary when he finally revealed it in in the fire truck to them. So I think he's still holding out for hope. Um, But it's a part of me doesn't want him to move on too quickly. Like all this running, I don't want him to run away from Miranda. Mm -hmm. Hopefully he's running towards a resolution. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. However, I think that when he was telling them that it was only temporary, it was something that he was repeating. It wasn't something that I Mm. felt like he was believing. But... We just don't know, and it's so sad. Why? I'm still stuck on that. Why? Why are we breaking these two up? It's awful. And then we could actually jump right into the call that they did. So the call that they did uh, with the lady who had her hand stuck, Hannah, Mm -hmm. in the disposal, that call really was for Ben. So we jumped to this. She has her hand in the disposal, and she's having a hard time with her daughter, but really, the hard time is about her wife being away right. and her being scared about her wife being away and not knowing when the wife is coming back and the daughter acting up and all the things that Ben is now having to face, which I thought was a really great tie-in. And I just felt bad because it almost felt like therapy. Ben was giving her encouragement, but her story was always also encouraging him. I agree. I think it the fears that she had mimicked some of the fears that uh, Bailey had. 
And the fact that when she, the woman whose hand was stuck said, you don't realize how much you need your other half until they're not around. Mm-hmm. Both, I feel like Ben and Bailey are feeling that right now. Yes. I'm sure they miss each other, and he obviously does. I mean, he's run, he has blisters on his feet because he's just in so much emotional pain right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But what I love about this is that, you know, normally we see how hurt women are by breakups. So to see a guy really in pain from the loss of his marriage or the breakup of his marriage, it's uh, it's very interesting to me to watch. But, you know, uh, and I agree with that, too. But I think that guys do... they feel that same pain. They just hide it. Right. And we saw that in Ben in the beginning where he was really trying to hide it. Mm-hmm. And I think that he didn't actually really let it all out until, and I was this moment was so beautiful when Dean just hugged him. And you could see, like, the weight. Yeah. You know, this poor guy has been living, working day and night and then just running and running and running and running. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And sleeping at at the station. Yeah, that was a powerful image because you don't often see men, much less black men, hug like that um, and and let their emotions like mm-hmm. go through them. So that was really, really powerful. Shout out to Shonda and Stacey on yeah. that one. Go ahead, Stacey. Make it happen. <laughs> you made me happy right there. Uh, let's move on to talk about uh, Vic mm-hmm. and Ripley because that was one of the opening scenes. Yes. Okay, so Vic needs to come all the way down as far as I'm concerned because she knows she likes Ripley. She knows that she has feelings for him because she wouldn't be running away against someone that's running away mm-hmm. if she didn't if she didn't care because we've seen her before. We've seen her do the one and done. We've seen her with even the guy from Station 23 who's all of a sudden just out of the picture. Right. So you know that she has feelings and I think what she's scared about is that that's not just her boss. It's her boss's boss. Right. And... I thought that, wow, like when, when she was trying, and I won't jump ahead quite yet, but when she asked Jack for advice, and like, oh, you have an adult sleepover, uh, and then the next morning you sneak out, like, what does that mean? And Jack says, well, it means that you don't like the person. Right. And the fact that she was appalled by that, she's like, no, I don't want him to think that. What I liked about the opening scene was literally seeing Vic's hair down. Like, I love, we always see her hair, like, braided back. So to see her with her hair down, she let everything down for Ripley hair and other things. Mm -hmm. So she really is open to this idea of what could happen. I think she's hesitant, but I think she's definitely open. She wants it, but she's scared. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I hope that we see a lot more of her development and her relationship development and I really actually like these two together. I think it will be, it'll be a really good position to have because it's not just her boss it's someone that she wants a relationship with and she has tended to run away from relationships at least from what we've seen in the last two seasons. Right. But it's also kind of what's interesting about it it's a little bit hypocritical because you know, everyone was upset when Andrea had a at work romance. So technically, this is another one, and it could definitely the cause Andy, a lot of, yeah. Andy Jack thing. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, everybody was up in arms about that one, but they were only up in arms about it because 
the three girls are best friends. Yeah. And Andy never told them. But it, everyone else at the station was like, it, it, it messed with their trust, you know? So here it is, another workplace romance. I feel like workplace romance is always, like, unless everybody knows from the start, it's a tricky situation. Yeah, I think that the... Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's about being honest and open, mm-hmm. because especially with these firefighters where they spend all their time together, that they want to know that you're being open and honest because you have their backs yep. and you, you have their lives in your, your hands all the time. Um, let's talk about Sullivan. Yes. So what I thought was funny is that you, we see Sullivan and we see him do the roll call and we see his strict, strict, strict attitude towards everyone. And we thought for sure in that moment that Andy was going to be torn a new one, which she wasn't. And then we see that he has also brought Pruitt in to talk to him. And so because we've had this buildup all the time, we thought, okay, he's going to say, hey, sign your retirement papers, deuces. But really, Ripley brought him in to say, you know what? You're not connecting with your station. And although you're looking for great change and, and to have a successful house, you need to connect with your people because you're not. So he needed advice about what he should do to uh, connect. Mm-hmm. And Ripley says you had to do mealtimes, and he kind of rolled his eyes, what else you got? <laughs> um, and you have to take an interest in the team outside of work, and you have to figure out who the glue of the team is. And I was like, oh! <laughs> I know you're going to say it's Andy. <laughs> I want it to be Maya, but we all know it's Andy. Yeah, yeah. She's been, you know, she has seniority, and her dad's been the captain for so long, so... I think um, she was a, a shoe in but seeing Sullivan like a little nervous, I was like, what's going on here? The, the fact that he was at making this attempt to be nice after last week, like screaming at her, yeah. but he, he didn't even know how to genuinely do that and started talking about his uh, smoothie making. <laughs> yeah, when he was talking to Jack and Vic. Yeah, he was, his bond, the way he bonds is talking about how he makes smoothies <laughs> on the weekends. I thought that was really funny, but um, I always enjoy seeing Sullivan on screen. <laughs> no and we have we have more of that in yes. news and gossip. The highest pick for news and gossip. Um, yeah, I thought it was really funny because it was really throwing Jack and Vic off. Like, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Like, what are you saying to us? This is so random, and you could feel his hesitation. Like, how's it going with life? How do you spend your spare time? <laughs> But have you had that happen to you before? Like someone that's been super mean to you for a long time and then you suddenly switch up. You're like, wait a minute now. What's going on here? Because you don't know if that's part of their game. You right. Know, like, are you, you trying off. to trick me? Exactly. That's what it feels like. It doesn't do come something. off genuine. Yeah. Right. Like you're trying to get some info from me that you're going <laughs> to use against me and stab me like Exactly. That. And especially when it's someone who perhaps because it's such a, a business-like relationship all of a sudden, it's like your boss says to you, maybe they've never had a real conversation with you, says, hey, let's go for some wine. Like, no, wait, like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. if I have this wine, will I get fired? Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the twist on this? But it was really cute to watch. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to talk about Pruitt as well. Mm-hmm. So Pruitt, I think, really is the glue of Station 19. And although he's not there all the time... He really knows how to run the station. Definitely. So even kind of behind the scenes. Yeah. And what's interesting to me is that he is also the glue in his family. And his family consists of also Ryan and Ryan's dad, Greg. And to find out that he used to, like, basically save Greg all the time, 
really helped me with Greg's storyline, which we'll get to shortly. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, the fact that the children have their own separate relationship and then to see that the parents had a separate relationship, which it was, it was great to see that, but both relationships involved caretaking. So like Andrea took care of Ryan and then here it is, Pruitt took care of Greg. So it was, it was interesting to see that dynamic and, and in both the parents and the kids. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely was. Uh, let's move on to them as well. So Ryan, Andy, Greg, and Pruitt. Mm-hmm. So we see first that Ryan and Andy are having coffee and they're waiting to meet Greg, who's 45 minutes late. And you could really see like they also have their own bond and it was almost like they wanted to talk about them, but there was a greater issue to talk about, which was Greg. And she was there to support him. And I thought it was just so sad. Like, you could see the disappointment that, hey, this guy doesn't ever show up. And why am I sitting here for 45 minutes? Yeah. And he, again, doesn't show up. Yeah. It reminded me of all those memes on Instagram about people who had, like, deadbeat dads. Yeah. And, like, you, you like people make jokes about how your dad never comes to pick you up. And that's exactly what we saw happening with yeah. Ryan today. And Andy, you know, I, I think he was just so vulnerable um, in that moment, and all she wanted to do was protect him and take care of him. Mm-hmm. I, I, so to see that them be that way with each other, it just gave a different. It put a different layer on their relationship. Yeah, for sure. And then Greg shows up at the station house, and he's all beaten up and in bad shape. And they're like, "Like, what's going on here?" First of all, Ryan, um, Ryan also tends to show up a little bit later. And he just thinks that his dad is doing this for sympathy and to, like, one-up him and and to try to get back in with him. When you initially saw Greg, what did you think happened? I thought for sure he got beat up. I thought for sure he owed money from last episode and those gangsters found him and beat him up. Yeah, I agree. I thought the same thing. I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I really thought that he was lying initially. Right, because that's all we've known of him. And kudos to the actor because we believe that that's your character already in two episodes. <laughs> and um, I feel like he and Ryan kind of look alike. Like, he, they, the casting was perfect yeah. on this. Like, he really looks like he could be Ryan's dad. Yeah, uh, he... They do. They look like they could be related. Mm -hmm. So uh, we get a story from Greg saying he was basically the savior of the day. He saved a young kid from being beat up by these two thugs at the mall. And uh, so he basically took the brunt of the beating. And no one believed him in in that moment. And then what also gave me pause was because he didn't want to then go to the hospital. Right, that was right. So weird. if you didn't do anything wrong, like why are you refusing to go to the hospital and and signs the medical record and says, hey, you know, I'm not going. It made me think. I was like, oh no, Greg's a drug addict and he's trying to hide like drug usage or something like that. That's what where my mind went because it's like if you're in pain, why not go to the hospital? Especially you're getting a free ride. You don't have to pay for an ambulance. So I was like, what's going on? Yeah, here? I felt. I felt. What went through my mind was, oh, he's on the run, which we'll, we end up finding is true. Um, and I thought that he thought he was going to get caught somewhere in the hospital. But he ends up going to the hospital because he has a fight with Ryan. And he's trying to tell Ryan that he thinks that family is important. And he talks about his mortality. And then he basically says he got into some trouble in Florida. And he didn't say the words, I'm a fugitive, but he's running from something. Yeah, Which your son is a 
police officer, so how's that going to work? I know, and the way he phrased it, you know, Ryan was like, so are you confessing to me? And he was like, no, I deliberately did not mm-hmm. let you know all the details. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's trying to protect Ryan, but trying to open up to him. Yeah. And it's hard to open up to somebody that you know, that you, the things that you're going to say to them, they are going to judge you no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, not only being judged, but also for someone that has not been dependable, someone that doesn't keep their word, someone who really, like Andy said when he she confronted him, you've never been a parent for him. You've never just shown up and been there for him. And he has uh, issues because of that. He has trust issues because of that. He has he brings these issues into his relationships because of this broken trust. And for him, Ryan, to actually hear Andy say all that stuff and realize that in that moment, because we've talked about this a lot on our show, where Andy has issues in her relationships with men, but in her relationship with Ryan, she's not the only problem now that we're seeing. They're both bringing some baggage to the table, and Ryan is just now realizing that she thinks that that's what his baggage is, which it probably is. Yeah, but I feel like it, it confused me a little bit because I feel like in the times that we've seen them together as their romantic relationship grows, he, he's been open with her. So it didn't, I don't remember seeing any specific examples of where he wasn't trusting of her, even though I feel like he should have been a little bit wary of Andy at times because she's, she's a little shifty sometimes with her romantic relationships. But I also think too that, the back and forth that they've done mm-hmm. and the reason that, that it's been a back and forth is because Andy hasn't fully committed, which has triggered his trust issues with her. With her. And although he still loves her, you know, coming back to Seattle and moving right beside her and all of that, he clearly loves her, but he still has his own issues to work out yeah. for sure. Um, I wanted to talk about the aid car. Mm-hmm. So, and, and in that, talk about Andy and Maya. I think in this episode, we really saw the old Andy and Maya where they are, you see why they're friends and you see that they have a close bond. You didn't see um, that underlying, like, competitive, but I think it was because they were on aid car together and they were both able to help other people so they can keep themselves aside. I agree. I think people assume aid car is supposed to be easier and what we found in this episode was a lot most of their calls were actually very physically demanding mm-hmm. um and where they had to show their not only their mental strength but their physical strength as well and you know yes we know Maya is a former Olympian but you know, here we have Andy, who's a, f- a firefighter, and she's just as strong. So that was great to see them uh, work together that way. Yeah, it, it de- absolutely was. And I think the call, uh, the second call with the hiker really showed about not just, like, girl power, that if you train to do your job, it doesn't matter who you are, you can do your job. Right. And when Andy mentioned, oh, you know, we did all the work and we carried this guy up the hill and we went down the hill and all that stuff and then they get all the glory. And, you know, it's really relevant in today's day and age. It's really, really relevant. And this wasn't the first time I've heard her say something like that and I find it interesting because she did admit when she was talking to Sullivan that she loves her job. Mm -hmm. So uh, to me, it's interesting that she also wants to be validated by others and acknowledged by others. Uh, I sometimes think that if you loved your job so much, you really don't need outside people to say, to pat you on the back. Yeah, but do you still feel that way, especially in a male-dominated field like firefighting? Maybe, you know, I'm not a firefighter, so I can't say, but I think 
for her being so adamant about being a great firefighter, it's just the fact that she wants outside validation from others mm. because she's very self-sufficient. It surprises me that that's something that she's looking for. Mm. Okay. That's fair. Let's talk about Ben and Miller a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just what was interesting about this this episode was they talked about some alone time. So pre the reveal of what was going on with Miranda, they talked about how they really both, well, Miller said, Dean said that he really appreciates his alone time. Mm-hmm. And Ben is basically like, I have a lot of alone time right now. And talked about personal space. And I thought it's so interesting because oftentimes we talk about things to people, but we don't really know what's going on with them. Mm -hmm. And all of those things are things that Ben was dealing with that Miller had no idea at that moment that he was dealing with. Yeah. And um, the fact that he was holding it in, you could see him like at work, everybody's starting to notice now. Yeah. Um, So it's funny because you try to hide things, but it's still seeping out in other ways. Yeah. 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 But you know, I was also surprised of, this is a total side note. Mm -hmm. We learn and we've been told many a time that Vic can't keep a secret. So when they were talking about the swagger and Travis was like, oh, you're looking really swaggery or, <laughs> or whatever the, that they were saying. And she was able to keep that secret from them. Well, maybe it's, it's that she can't keep other people's secrets, but she can keep her own secrets. Maybe that's what maybe her thing that's is. Maybe that's what it is. Because uh, she called somebody else out in a previous episode mm-hmm. for having the sex swagger. And here it is, Dean. It's like he smelled it on her. Yeah. And then uh, Travis jumped in talking about his own swagger, which, you know what, I'm happy for him because last episode it was you know yeah he was a little nervous about that yeah. but uh he and uh grant seem to be in the swing of things literally. yeah they're on the same page which i love because he's <laughs> saying he's loving all the extra time that they're spending together so they've definitely you know come together and mm-hmm. gone on the same page uh and then so leads us to ben dean and jack and i just thought that whole thing was so special so yeah. after the reveal and knowing that Ben is spending all this time working and running and living at the the firehouse just to have his back like that, like inviting him into your home. And you saw Ben when he walked in and he saw the water. It was almost like water therapy. Like it, he just, you could see the relief. Like I have somewhere where I can be. And then when they pan to... He doesn't have to run alone. It's like, oh, see. That was very sweet. Your friends are there for you, and your friends are often your family, and I just thought that that was amazing. It's kind of like no man is an island, even though you live on a houseboat. Ooh, that was good. Thanks. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. (laughs) (laughs) We get deep here on the Station 19 after show. All the way deep. All the way deep. (laughs) No, but they reminded me. I was like, oh, they're going to be like the Golden Girls now. Minus a few. But the three of this, like the three amigos living together, I think it's going to be very therapeutic for them, um, for all of them. Mm -hmm. But what's going on with Jack and this uh, sleeping issue? I was going to get to that. Okay. We have a bunch of issues that were revealed. So with Ben, his reveal was the breakup of him and Miranda. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we see Jack. And Jack had that flashback from the fire. And he actually has trauma from it, which now all makes sense. Because when he was coming over to Dean's house all the time and, like, not sleeping and Mm -hmm. rearranging stuff at 3 in the morning, we're like, well, what's going on with you? And... I thought originally was he just didn't want to be alone because he was um, 
brought up in a foster house right. where people were always around. And I think that that's part of it. But I think the bigger part of it is that he has PTSD. And so when he said, and I can't remember the name of it, it's uh, something that was, you know, when they pull it on their jacket yes, and they like say, emergency. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they're in trouble. And he thought it was ringing. And he was like, well, how long has this been ringing? And they were like, it hasn't. I was like, oh, so this is what's going on. This is why you haven't been sleeping. Right. And and the fact that Sullivan um, noticed it as well and Vic noticed it as well. I was like, oh, I felt like that was a good sign. They saw something was wrong. And I wonder if they're familiar with this. Like, is this something that many firefighters experience? So they're like, oh, we see the signs. I was hoping that that was it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think so yet. But I think that, like you said, they're going to be really therapeutic for each other because we have Dean from last week who likes his own space, now has two guys with him, Mm -hmm. and then Jack and his reveal, and then Ben and his reveal. So I think they're all going to be able to help each other in different ways. And friends, friends together. Right, which is interesting too because now we have the three guy friends and the three girlfriends. Yeah. And they they support each other as a unit, but also as like... Individuals. Individuals. Even the interaction between Vic and Jack was weird to me. Like, I, I don't, because I don't re- remember seeing them interact often. They don't. So, to the, and then not only this was my first time really seeing them have a conversation one-on-one, mm-hmm. but then she asked him something very personal, like about her romantic and sex life. So to go straight there from not really talking personally to, bam, help me with this guy problem. But haven't you really ever done that where you ask someone who's not in your inner circle because... They don't know anything about you. They can give you advice and you can just walk away with it and, and it not affect your day-to-day and there be no reveal. Because here's what has did happen is he's the one that knows who her new guy is. Yes, he saw the name he on the He saw the phone. name on the phone. So they're going to be very close down. They're going to go from not being tight to being real tight now. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be tight because his face was I I'm not impressed face. And when he was like, oh your time and he gave the phone he acted like he didn't see that it was Ripley I think I think he didn't say it then but remember Victoria was one of the first people that was very judgmental when she found out about Jack and and, um, Andrea having a relationship she she really let it be known that she didn't she wasn't here for it so I think he's like aha but you know which which is what I'm saying is that he's not going to be here for it either yeah he's not going to be for here and especially because it's everyone's boss Mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, I think that that dynamic is going to be really crazy. Mm-hmm. I think we've covered anything. Anything else you wanted to talk about? No. Oh, mm-hmm. we should talk about uh, Andy finally going to talk to Sullivan. Sullivan. Yes, it was interesting. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on in that conversation, and she left a little hot and bothered. You thought so? I. I her reaction was strange. I, she, I didn't know she was like. Flattered. I didn't know she was like relieved. Her her reaction kind of threw me off a little mm, bit. I thought her reaction was, "Oh, thank God, I am keeping my job, and thank God I've been trying to be the one." But you look like you were choosing Maya as the one, and now I realize that you think I'm the glue. I'm the one for the station. Like I felt it was more relief rather than hot and bother. No, I think she was also confused, like I was, because she was like, "Did he? He asked me. My boss asked me." to go to coffee with him is that a date like I think it it just you know for someone again going from not being personal at all to suddenly like hey let's get coffee it probably threw her off as well yeah but I think it's that more than 
the hot and bothered part. But what? I, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't get that at all. But we'll see. We'll get into new, we'll get into some predictions. Mm-hmm. Um. So she basically was pleading for a job, and what I think is so interesting about Andy is that she just always jumps in like she's a talker and not a listener Mm -hmm. and i remember reading something and i'm sure it's out there all the time somewhere but where that's part of the problem of communication is when you you talk not to listen Mm -hmm. but just to reply and she just like went out there she's like i love my job and i did this and i'm great at this and i did this and this and this and this and this and that's why like i'll fight for my job basically is what she was saying right and then he just looked at her and said you know what I was unfair, too. Right. And so I thought about reprimanding you, and I thought about taking your stripe, but I realized that we were both in the wrong. And I thought that actually is a big thing for a boss to say to a subordinate. And I also thought, wow, he had one conversation with Pruitt and was ready to make all these changes. Like, oh, I'm going to be more open. I'm going to try to talk to my my staff and my crew. Um and I really wish we would have seen that conversation happen because I would because it would have kind of put a, a close on what the anger that Sullivan had towards Pruitt about the ex the wife dying. So I would have loved to have seen that conversation between the two of them. You're talking about Ripley. Yes. Yeah. Ripley and yes, Ripley Sullivan. And Sullivan. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I would have loved to see that conversation. So and who knows? We might see it in a flashback. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um but I also thought it was great that he talked about his expectations for himself and his crew and really wanting to get respect and finding out that it's Andy's respect, who he's been the hardest on since he's gotten there, that he actually needs. And if he has Andy's respect, then everyone else is going to respect him as well. We'll see, because that was very interesting. I don't know. We'll get into some predictions. But one thing I do want to say is uh, we have so many shows here that we'd love to talk to you about. So, hey, After Buzzers, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels by Subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you, and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel, and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did in the comments, and we'll thank you on air. And for now, thanks for being the best fans and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. Yes, and guys, you can also find us on Spotify, so you can take us on your ride to work if you like. Yeah. Let's get into some news and gossip now. Such news and such gossip, especially (laughs) coming from you. Yes. Um, So one of the things that uh, I love about Station 19 is that all of their um, actors are really active on social media. So make sure you guys follow Station 19 because they really come up with some good stuff. After Buzz TV News. So one picture that I wanted to pull up was uh, basically of Andy and Travis. Oh, we can we can do that one too. Let's do that one. So this is super cute. So you see Maya gets caught on a mini break right now. And she's having some snacks. And it says, at uh, Library Nerds, we love that you voted as much as she loves snacks. Which is really <laughs> cute. And then 
This is the one I was originally talking about. So here we see Andy and Travis, and the best medicine is happiness. Also, don't forget your weekly dose of it. Station 19, new episode, which was today. Yeah. And they look adorable. Adorable. Like, super, super adorable. I love it. Um, we have the three hunks in a row, the three <laughs> new besties yes. after this episode. And it said, uh, Emily Cookie was voting hard today, just like these dudes were working hard last week. And then hashtag when we all vote. And I just thought, the three hunks, the three new besties. Mm -hmm. Why not? Then I thought we had a really fun interview that uh, Boris did an interview as well as Ben did an interview. And... Oh, this is yours. Yes. So Boris did a takeover today of the Station 19 Instagram account, and we just have a little snippet of some of his slides. Takeover! That's right. It's a takeover. I'm taking over Station 19's Instagram account for the day. You spend the day with me until tonight when the show airs at 9 p.m. Let's go! So he was picking up his kids from school, and then he felt sad after they were all gone out of the car, and he was lonely. We see his dog, Max, and we also see him... Off kids. Come on. Speaking German to Max and having him do some training. And then we see Boris playing tennis, which made me love him even more, and a shot of this beautiful water that he wanted to leave us with. So we kind of got a full idea of what his day, day yeah. is like. It was. I felt like I was there with him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, if we have the video, we can move on. And I guess we don't. So we can move on to some fire facts then. Okay. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So here we have... I want to see Ben and Bailey together and happy as yeah. a fan of the show. But I also, I'm, you know, I'm a military uh, kid. My dad was in the Navy. And I'm, I, I love that we're telling the story of how hard it is for the families of first responders and military people, people who put their lives on the line for other people. I love that they're telling the story of how hard it is. So it's a, uh, I love that you're telling the story, but at the same time, I, I don't want them to have problems. Don't want a dad break up, <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't break them up. And, 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 you know, and it's going to be interesting to see how... Because, you know, she swears it's just a sabbatical. It's not a divorce. And he's, sure. and he's convinced this is the See? first step to divorce. First step well, to divorce. Do you know how long this storyline, this arc, is going to last? Is this through the whole se rest of the season? I, I'll let you know when I know. Uh. <laughs> okay. So it's a so surprise. It, I think when, that it's a surprise for all of us. And I think that's a good place to end it. But he does. His character thinks it's divorce time. See, but so. he didn't say that in tonight's episode. So maybe he's alluding to something we... No, but yet. he said it in last week's episode. He he was taking it serious. I know that you totally want. No, you know I because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you know as we see with marriages you people sign divorce papers and say they want to get a divorce and then they end up not. So I'm just being optimistic because that's what happens in real life. It can happen. Oh yeah, I mean mm. I don't want them to break up at all either. I'm just thinking like for this for the show in Shondaland, <laughs> it's possible that they're going to be broken up at least for the season. This was another one, another interview that I thought was interesting that Boris did. Amazing! I've always wanted to be a part of that, part of that uh, family, yeah. and it sort of never really happened until now. Um, yeah. She's incredible. She's a she's a groundbreaking uh, storyteller in our industry. She's a trailblazer. Um, she has colored the TV in a way that represents the world that we live in. Mm. Facts. You know? And and I think that's that was very timely. Mm -hmm. And and uh, she has sort of steered this 
gigantic ship in the right direction. Yeah. As a product yeah, of yeah. the world, like, you probably understand that better than most, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there's black Germans. There's, there's We come in all kinds of different <laughs> yeah. shapes and colors, and, and I think it's, it's only... It's an asset if we can depict these characters the way we see them in the world and not uh, whitewash everything. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I think now you can't do it without anymore. Yeah. Which is great. It doesn't resonate. No. It's not real. No, I mean it's all about it's all about representation. Real. Yeah. It's, it's about representation. Look at look at Wonder Woman. Look at look at Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a statement about representation. Totally. Yes. And, and people want to see themselves. Little kids want to see themselves. Yeah, they do. Uh, on the screen. So powerful. I loved it. Loved that interview. And loved. So handsome. What he wanted, he was saying. Um, my favorite segment, fire facts. We're going to move on. Some fun fire facts as usual. So my first fire fact is your fire departments respond to an average of one home fire every 86 seconds. So if you can imagine that, that's quite a bit. Wow. Um, second fact, according to the National Fire Department the National Fire Prevention Association, only one in every three American households has an actual developed and practiced escape plan. So guys, get your families together. Think of a plan because you think it's not going to happen to you and then it, it does. So have a plan, an escape plan. It's really, really important. And then I want to talk to all of our apartment dwellers like myself. Apartment fires tend to happen between 3 and 10 p.m., and it's an 85% uh, time frame. And there's different things that you have to do when you live in an apartment versus when you live in a house. So first thing they say to do is make sure that you don't properly open the exit or stairway doors. So those fire doors that they have in your apartment building, they're closed for a reason. Keep them closed. You should speak to your apartment manager if you see a damaged smoke alarm or a fire extinguisher or an emergency light that has been burnt out because fix it in the moment so that it's not an issue later. They also say be prepared. So they want you to count the number of doors that are between your apartment and the nearest fire exit because when you're calm, you'll know, and in an emergency, you'll remember. Know where all the fire exit doors and stairs are on your floor and learn your building evacuation plan if they have one. And if they don't, create your own and practice your escape plan for yourself for your specific apartment. And then the last thing they say is, you know, stay calm. If your door feels warm to the touch, do not attempt to open it. Call 911 and tell the dispatcher your apartment number and that you can't open your door. All of those things help firefighters get to you quicker. Wanted to pull up uh, something that Kim Kardashian posted uh, just about an hour ago. Guys, we are sending not just thoughts and prayers to Calabasas, but right at this moment, Calabasas is being uh, evacuated because, again, in California, as we've talked about, number one fire area, it's on fire. So that's her showing that Cal- her where she lives she was on a plane a private plane she was landing and she was filming and she says pray for Calabasas just landed back home and had one hour to pack up and evacuate our home I pray everyone is safe so this is happening right now guys uh, these firefighters working hard so let's send some good energy to them and prayers to them and any way you can help try to help crazy so much is going on yeah, so much is going on in California right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, fires are real. 
it would be really great and fun if we could get a actual firefighter here for Firefax segment. I'm going to try to work on that. Yes. Guys, it's been a lovely time. Continue to reach out to us. I do think that we had a couple of shout outs. We do. Thank you to Dawn Fan Forever, Brooke Davis, Renee Deborah, Faba, and Gemini 3 for commenting on last week's episode. Please continue to. Gemini 3, you're my favorite. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'm Linda Antwi. You can follow me, reach out to me, send me info, talk to me on YouTube, anywhere, and at Linda is so girly. And I'm Sahai Wilson. You can find me at Say Hi Sahai. That's S A Y H I T S A H A I on Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you thought of this week's show, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.